0: want to thank the fine folks at mauler brothers golf for being the official sponsor of today's episode of the state of the saints podcast look we all want to look good on a golf course those that play golf you want to look good you want to play well well that often comes at the expense of feeling good mauler brothers golf has polos that look good and feel good with their lightweight and stretching materials that hug your body you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to work on that golf game. (laughs) On a hot summer day, or on a beautiful spring day like this, on the golf course, there is no polo that you would rather wear than Mauler Brothers Golf signature polos. Mauler Brothers Golf has a large catalog of polos, with designs for those who want a loud design or those that may want a design that's a little bit more subtle and sleek looking designs as well. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golf experience even better. Use the promo code bellyup at mullerbrothers.com to save 15% off. And you don't have to purchase a Muller Brothers shirt just to play golf. I mean, these shirts are comfortable. You can actually wear them out and about. You can look good. and You got the great design on it. I mean, why wouldn't you want to stand out in the crowd? So go to MarlaBrothers.com. Use the promo code BELLYUP, right? MarlaBrothers.com. Use the promo code BELLYUP and save 15% off. gotta run it back. We 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 gotta run and run and run and run and run it back. We gotta run it back. We gotta run it back. We gotta run and 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 run it back. We gotta run it back. Hey, what's going on? It is yours truly, T.J. Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Hopefully, everybody can hear me. A lot of issues starting this show. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but thank you all so much for. Allowing the State of the Saints podcast to be a part of your listening and viewing pleasure. Really do appreciate it. On this edition, we're going to be talking about a new edition. And I'm not talking about, if it isn't love, why do I feel this way? Not that new edition. But I'm talking about a new edition in a form of running back, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, a lot of you probably already know about Jamal Williams you probably know about him because of how animated he is and how, uh, <laughs> how funny he is when it comes to like giving you really good sound bites, you know, uh, you know, swag guy, guys, gay, right. <laughs> when he would did the intro for uh, what was Prime uh, primetime on NBC, when they played the green Bay Packers, swag guy, guy, <laughs> lead division of the D <laughs> man, that dude is funny, man. But, What what isn't funny is his punishing running style. I mean, this guy is incredible. He had 17 touchdowns rushing last season for 1,066 yards. Um, And there's a lot of Detroit Lions fans out there that were sad to see him go. Um, If you were to ask me, would the New Orleans Saints sign Jamal Williams? I mean, I would have thought that you were absolutely insane. Um, That's just not how the Saints do business. They have not done business like this in years past. And, um, you know, the fact that they acquired this guy is pretty good. Um, we all know about the issues that involve Alvin Kamara, uh, the court issues that, that, that he's dealing with. Uh, it's more than likely he's probably going to miss some time. And having a guy like Jamal Williams to come in to be ser- serve as a backup or serve as a complementary back to Alvin Kamara is a plus. Um, Not only can this guy run in between a pack of uh, tackles with a punishing running style, he can also catch the ball out of the backfield and um, he's not afraid of uh, absorbing a blow and he's not afraid to inflict punishment, you know, in, in a lot of ways he, he has a similar running style when it comes to balance like Alvin, but uh, he's a little bit more of a punishing back. He's not afraid to lower that shoulder. He's not afraid to fight for those extra yards This is definitely an upgrade from what we had last season. No disrespect to Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is one of my favorite New Orleans Saints. Uh, He's reunited with his former college teammate, Taysom Hill. Him and Taysom Hill went to BYU at the exact same time, played all four years together. So um, I know that's going to be a plus. And I just think the guy is going to fit into the locker room because of his personality. Um, You know, I'm I'm just looking forward to seeing what this guy can do. Um, I know that everyone that I've seen on social media, everyone that I talked to are extremely excited about Jamal Williams coming to the new Orleans saints. They were excited about a uh, shepherd coming there, you know, from the, the jets and, and also Saunders uh from the chiefs. And uh, you know, so the saints are, are re- reloading up and it seems like to me, they're getting a little bit more athletic um, at, at both sides of the ball. Um, Jamal Williams definitely uh, could add that Russian attack, you know, and be able to, you know, run for those yards, but it's all up to the offensive line. Are they going to be able to block for these guys? And the Saints, uh, you know, they made a, you know, restructured a deal of Andrus Pete. Andrus Pete uh, reworked his deal uh, for about 8.8 million dollars. His previous number was 18.3 million. That comes from Nick Underhill on Twitter. Uh, so Andrus Pete restructuring his deal uh, to make it a little bit more cap friendly for the New Orleans Saints. Look, you may not like Andrews Pete, may not be your favorite New Orleans Saint. I don't have anything against Andrews Pete. You know, I think sometimes, like, he can lack aggression at times. But um, as far as, like, being a run blocker, he's a really good run blocker. Pass protection, he kind of lacks in a little bit. But um, for that particular price, I, I don't think you can get something better. You know, like, he is a it, – as crazy as this sound. he is – he is middle he he's not even middle of the pack. Like he's up there like one of the top guards in football. Is he like top 5? No. Um top 10 we probably talking, but he's definitely serviceable. And uh Andrews P when he is playing, um you know, some games you you can see him really you know doing some things that that you know <laughs> that the Saints need him to do, especially when it comes to run blocking, but Due to the injuries, uh, I, I do feel like the Saints need to go uh, in a different direction. I think they definitely need to draft themselves a, a guard or a guy that plays center um, that, that is a guy uh, guard. Um, one guy I was looking at was uh, Weipler. Uh, wipeler is a center out of Ohio State. Um, he's a guy that plays center, uh, but I think that he will probably be a more serviceable guard. Um it, the fact is you know, I, I like his aggression, if you ever seen a uh, Wipler play, but he's a little man, like when you look at centers, like one thing that is their advantage is their long arm reach, right? You know, and I think that Wipler's arm reach is it might hinder him, uh, you know, at, if he's trying to be a starting center in the league. But as a guard, um, I think that he will be very, very serviceable. and honestly, Due to the injury history of Andres Pete, you definitely want to get yourself a guard. Um, I'm pretty sure the Saints are probably gonna go uh past Russia interior uh in rounds one or two, but you can get yourself an offensive line, a guy that can be an alternate, maybe a guy that you can plug and play across the offensive line uh in some of those later rounds. But I'm not mad at Andrews Pete for staying. Um, I'm not mad at the Saints for you know restructuring that deal. Um, it also gives Andres Pete an opportunity to test the free agent market next year. So they gave him a little bit of a phantom year. And um, next year, he'll be able to uh, test the free agent market, which I'm pretty sure that the New Orleans Saints are probably going to be trying to draft or sign his replacement. Rather, it's uh, drafting a guy this year, uh, finding a replacement for him next year. But the offensive line definitely needs to improve. The the ingression of the offensive line definitely needs to improve if the Saints are going to do anything. All of these key acquisitions, getting Jamal Williams, getting Derek Carr means absolutely nothing if your offensive line can't stay up straight. Uh, So those are uh, some of the top stories that came out. Of course, we talked about Saunders. We talked about Shepard on yesterday. Uh, So those are the stories that's coming out in New Orleans. Extremely excited about the news with Jamal Williams. Looking forward to seeing him in the Saints uniform. I think that he's going to be an instant fan favorite. And, and, And if he can replicate or be remotely close to what he put on the field last season with the Detroit lions, they might even name a street after them. So, <laughs> so there you go. All right. Swag guy, guys gay is, uh, is, uh, in walks. Let me go ahead and read some of your, uh, your comments. It says, uh, I didn't know Williams and Hill were teammates at BYU. Yeah, they were, they came there together. They graduated together all four years. They spend on the same team. TJ, if we do all that you just mentioned, with Thielen, Thielen and Mike T, where does that leave Rasheed Shahid? Someone I think should get uh, more snaps at wide receiver. Well, look, they'll probably leave him as an alternate, but look, I, I think that the New Orleans Saints have been going about business the, the wrong way, right? I, I just think that the New Orleans Saints need to distribute the ball, right? I think that there, there's been too much of focus on one particular guy like when Chris Alave was out there right it was like throwing the ball constantly trying to force Chris Alave the ball when you had other guys out there i just wish that the New Orleans Saints can maybe go back to the days of 2010 2011 when you might see Coulson have a big game go over 100 yards you might see Henderson you know go over 100 yards because you probably are trying to throw the ball down the field you might see uh you know Benjamin Watson or you might see Jimmy Graham you know go over 100 yards you might see Darren Sproles out there catch the ball for about 50 yards, and you know that there were they, they had so many different weapons that you just couldn't key in on the guy. And um, I just wish that they go back to that, and maybe you know experienced veteran like Derek Carr will be able to feed the ball to other guys as well. And that's what you know that's what my thinking uh, is on. It's not the fact that you know I'm trying to push Rashid Shahid out of the door. I just think that offensively you can find ways to use him. If P. Carmichael plays his cards right and do the right thing, if you start zeroing in on one guy, then I just feel like that's when you kind of condense your offensive playbook. But if you take advantage of some of the pieces that you have, then that opens up opportunities for guys like Shaheed. Look, make no mistake about it. I'm glad that Michael Thomas is back. I'm glad Chris Olave was drafted to the New Orleans Saints. I expect for him to be able to capitalize and build on what transpired last year. And I I look forward to seeing what Rasheed Shahid can do, but the saints need, they need a veteran wide receiver outside of Michael Thomas. And what history has shown us that Michael Thomas has a history of not being healthy. So why would you want to not consider maybe bringing in a veteran, you know, like Adam Thielen, or bring in a veteran that's out there right now that may not, you know, costs a whole bunch of money in order for you to add to the team. You know, I, I, I'm i not even looking at a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. anymore. I mean, guy talking about you want 15 20 a year. I want to know what that boy on, because uh, you ain't played in like a, a whole entire year. Who is going to give a guy that's like, what, 30, 31 years old, $20 million? Like, so it's rather you going, you know, lower your expectations or you probably not going to be in the league. But anyway, uh, I just think that the New Orleans Saints – they need to, you know, get themselves another veteran receiver. And if you can get a guy like Thielen who still has something left in the tank, may not be able to give you them 100 catches like he once did for Minnesota, but can give you half of that, right? I mean, if Adam Thielen can give you 50, 60 catches and 600 yards, I mean, you straight. And if you add, like, Michael Thomas, if he can stay healthy, you know, I think that the Saints can have themselves some really good weapons. And also you have opportunities for Rasheed Shahid to grow, and uh in in the playbook we know that he can do so many different things uh you can do jet sweeps with him you can do wide receiver screens with him uh you can send him out wide you know get take the top off the defense with him we've seen him in all different we've seen him do all types of different things last season so i think there's still room for him but regardless you're not going to go into the season talking about rasheed Jahe being your number two or your number three receiver i mean. You got to look at this right now as an outlier until he can actually continue to do it. Do I think that he can do it again? Absolutely. But only only time will tell, man. Only time will tell. Um, let's see. Nick, oh, we have 30 likes now, bro. You got to refresh. Uh, DA has done his thing in free agency so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this, man. I mean, you have to be impressed. Like, at the beginning of... The offseason morale was extremely low with the New Orleans Saints. But I'm going to say this. Um, the Saints have shown us and, and, and told us a lot by this this offseason. They they told us a lot. They've shown us a lot, I should say. And and this is what they shown us. The Saints are aggressive this offseason. And the reason why they're aggressive is because of Dennis Allen. And let me, let me uh, help you understand what I'm saying. They're aggressive because Dennis Allen isn't as good of a coach as Sean Payton. They have to be aggressive. See, with Sean Payton, you can go out here and get a middle-of-the-pack wide receiver, and he can make it work. You can go out here and get an average running back that probably possesses pass-catching skills, and he can make it work. You can get a tight end that's probably just tall and probably has some good hands and he can make it work. See, Sean Payton was able to get a lot with a lot less with Dennis Allen. You can't do that. Like you have to have some real key players. You got to have some playmakers. You got to have some guys at skill positions that can basically do things that don't necessarily mean that don't mean that it's been taught to them. Like, You know how guys develop, like you teach them and put them in certain situations and they develop. Sometimes you need guys that are like an easy study. And the Saints are getting guys that are considered easy studies. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you don't have Sean Payton that can just turn, you know, chicken salad, you know, that used to be chicken you know what. I just think with Dennis Allen is different. Dennis Allen, you need a team around him. You need – guys that have certain skill sets around them and you need other guys that probably have the same similar skill set around them as well. So I just think that's the reason why we're seeing more unconventional moves by the new Orleans saints this off season. I just think that it has a lot to do with Dennis Allen and you know, I'm not mad at them because this is something that we've wanted for. I don't know how long we've all wanted the new Orleans saints to aggressively try to pursue certain players, uh, we we don't like the fact that how the Saints just basically a whole hum when it comes uh, to the to free agency in years past, but now it seems like they're extremely aggressive and they have to be. They got to be aggressive because if they're going to do anything this season or they're going to make any type of noise, they got to move this way. They they got to move this way because if they don't move this way, then more than likely you know they'll find themselves missing the postseason. Keen Arthur, thank you very much for the two dollars at TJ. Are we playing with fools' gold with these free agents? No, I don't think they're playing with fools' gold. It's just what I said, uh, Keen Arthur. I just think it has a lot to do with the fact that you don't have the luxury of a, a developmental coach like Sean Payton on your team anymore. Sean Payton can develop players, and he can he can get players paid for the most part. You know, he can like take an offensive player that's that's that has like a minimal skill set and he can get the best out of that. Like, I don't think Dennis Allen can do that. Like, if you're average with Dennis Allen, you're going to be average or you're going to be below that. Because I, I don't I don't see them kind of you know developing guys into being like all world type offensive players. So they gotta do that. And they also gotta do that on defense too. Uh the O line is better than people think, and prove a lot. Thank you very much for the two dollars. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's so much about the offensive line just being bad. I just think it has a lot to do with the fact that these guys can't stay on the same on the same page because they're not on the field together. You get one guy back, then the other guy leaves. It's like they tagging out. You know, and um I think that's the biggest issue with the Saints offensive line. It's just they don't spend enough time together to be able to jail. If they were to do that, then I do believe that they would have a really good offensive line. But It's hard to have a good offensive line when the starters that you thought are going to start the season aren't there, you know? Let's see, uh, Jeffrey, all those uh, things you mentioned is essential to having an ego. His was selfish before. Hopefully that's changed. I don't know exactly who we're talking about here. Mike is a competitor. He has never shown himself to be a diva. There's a difference between ultra competitive and egotistical. Mike T just wants to win. Yeah, look, I don't look at Michael Thomas as being an egomaniac. I just think that when people don't know something about a guy, they just create their own narrative. Michael Thomas goes down. It was very little transparency about what was going on with him, and we all know. People, like when people walk past us, they don't speak, they don't say certain things, and they don't have conversations with us, We, we create narratives about them. Because Michael Thomas wasn't on the field, because Michael Thomas has issues with the medical staff, you know, we just look at him as being a problem, right? Because he's a, he isn't going out here doing a whole bunch of interviews. I don't think I've ever heard Michael Thomas ever do an interview, like, outside of, like, the media obligation that he has. Like, i I never seen that. And with that, I just think that people just become frustrated because we want to know about these guys. Like, we, li- we like the fact that we can go to New OrleansSaints.com and, see Alvin Kamara talk for seven to eight minutes and stuff like that, and show a little bit of his personality. Same thing with Cam Jordan, same thing with Demario Davis. You know, we we see these guys and we see them, you know, in a football setting. And also we see them outside of football setting. And, you know, that it, that gives us a level of comfort. We feel like we know these individuals, but when we don't know them, we create these narratives. And I think there's a narrative going on around Michael Thomas because Michael Thomas People saying that he don't want to play for the New Orleans Saints. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. If you think that Michael Thomas couldn't get no money nowhere else other than New Orleans, I don't care what injuries he had. You're crazy. Like, he could have easily just went somewhere else if it was just, oh, I don't want to play for New Orleans. But that seems to be the narrative. The narrative, oh, he didn't want to play for the Saints. Well, if he didn't want to play for the Saints, why is he still here? I mean, sometimes your, your questions get answered and you may not want to accept them, but he had a choice. And he decided to restructure his deal. And regardless of if you want to believe and convince yourself that nobody else wanted him or he couldn't find no other home, uh, that's just not true. Michael Thomas is a competitor. This man loves to play the game of football. Uh, every time that he's out there, I never see him phoning it and in. I ain't never seen him give up on plays. If he's mad about anything, it's because he wants the football because he feels like he can make a play. And those are the type of guys that you want on your football team. So if you aren't happy with Michael Thomas, you know, it's probably because you don't know that much about him and you're frustrated because you don't know about him, you know? So you just created your own narrative. Oh, he's he's selfish. Well, where where's your proof that he's selfish? You know, where where's your proof? And you can say, oh, he can play. Well, a lot of people thought that Delvin Broke could play, you know, and, you know, he had a broken leg. A lot of people thought that Keenan, <laughs> Keenan Lewis could play, and uh, he had he had an injury. So there you go. So sometimes, like we don't want to accept certain things; we rather go for the latter. But the man wants to be here, and it's been proven because he could have went somewhere else. TJ, are you high on Brandon Cooks or Adam Thielen? Adam Thielen. Uh, Brandon Cooks to me is a one trick pony. You know, I think that he's he's fast. He can take the top off the defense. He can run, you know. He's a he's a decent route runner. You know, he he's a uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say decent. He's above average route runner, but I mean, he don't get yards after the catch. And that, that continues to be the story of his career. And then I I just you know I I'm, I just think that Adam Thielen gives you a little bit more. Adam Thielen is a really good route runner. He's a really good pass catcher. Uh, he's a guy that's a leader. He's a guy that is not. a a me guy, you know, which Brandon Cooks has shown in years past that that is, you know, his personality, you know, he wants the football. That's fine. And all that kind of stuff. But, you know, in wins, you're upset because you didn't get no catches, you know, like that, that kind of stuff right there. I don't think that you just change that type of personality overnight. I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, he can't stay on one team. You know, I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that teams continue to use him as trade bait what is the issue with that right you know like there should be a time if you are putting up some real big numbers teams should feel like man we need this guy here like we we shouldn't even consider trading him. but we see it with the patriots we've seen it with the rams we've seen it now with the houston texans like guy got traded twice during the time when he received big money but it's not to say that if brandon cook was to come to the saints he wouldn't have anything to offer or he wouldn't be able to make some noise i just think adam thielen is better and especially what you need right now, you definitely need a guy like Adam Thielen. Yeah, Jamal Williams was the lead in rushing touchdowns last year in the goal line. Give it to him. Yeah, I mean, he, we we all seen that it was hard for the Saints to get one yard. <laughs> so maybe it's good to go out there and get a, a, a running back that can fight for that yard. Name an average player that did well, and he was a free agent, more like draft picks that grew in his system. Said, name an average player that did well and he was a free agent more like draft pick that grew in the system uh, i don't know exactly what we are talking about with that said name an average player that did well and he was a free agent um i mean robert meach <laughs> robert meacham did well you know uh when he first came with the new orleans saints coming out of university of tennessee he was a guy that took the, the top off the defense but you know the saints didn't keep him he, he went to san diego right during the time when uh, when Los Angeles were the Chargers and it didn't pan out for him. And then he found his way back and he found success again. You know, he, he stayed on the team another two to three years. So let's see. Uh, they could probably throw a third at Denver to get Judy. Um, I'm good on the trades like that, man. I, I'd rather you just get somebody in a draft that you can develop in your system that won't cost you as much money. And um, look, the Saints don't need uh you know they don't need a number one receiver. They got an opportunity to have two number one receivers right now and Thomas and Olave. So, you know, getting guy like Judy, uh to me, you're gonna have to end up paying him big, big money, you know, when his contract is up. So I'm I'm not in the business of doing that, especially if you can get yourself a young, really good wide receiver that you don't have to worry about paying, you know, for another three to four years. So I'm I'm good on the Jerry trade, uh Judy trade. If we didn't, if the Saints didn't have anybody, if they didn't have any receivers, then I would say yeah, that, that'd probably be something to consider. Glad that we got the running back that can hold it down in a while just in case Kamara gets suspended. Yeah, I mean that is a good thing. You know, if you know something was to happen to Kamara, I think you can trust Jamal Williams. Uh Calvin for a third heck yeah for Judy. Um, yeah, that, that ain't happening though. that that ain't happening i'd be shocked if 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 the saints acquired jerry judy i mean to me that wouldn't be smart business it just wouldn't be it wouldn't be smart business because you're big you'll be trading for a guy who is is up for a big contract next year so why would you want to do that and why would you give a team a third round pick for a guy seriously you probably only going to have for one year because he might end up like like you know, getting more money somewhere else. That just wouldn't be smart business. Uh, My stance on Pete Carmichael is he's not a guy that's going to elevate a quarterback performance. He needs a certain type of quarterback to elevate his offense. And I think Carr is that quarterback. You know, I just think that you got to have some players that can play in spite their circumstance. You know, like in spite their circumstance, you got to have guys that's going to, go out there and be able to play to be able to see certain things because sometimes you know it's not like it's it's the coaches yeah but sometimes man it's those players that are so smart and so good it can make a a coach look better than what he actually is i read jamal uh chose the saints over buffalo well that's good uh i don't uh, i mean you can play indoors at least nine times a year versus going out there to Below zero weather in Buffalo, I, I'd rather stay indoors. I don't know why Denver uh, would want to even trade Judy. I would trade Sutton before Judy. Yeah, I think that uh, he can do something. I'm talking Sean Payton, he definitely can do something with Jared Judy. I love Michael Thomas's contract. I think a lot of people do. And I think it kind of just puts our mind at ease because now people don't have to be sitting up here talking about man, what's wrong with Mike T? What happened with Mike T? Look how much money he's making. Well, you no. Know, if he don't play, then he ain't going to get paid. It's an incentive later. You know, you, the only thing I think he's guaranteed is like $2 million. Judy not going nowhere with showing out there. Now, I don't see that happening either. And why would he want to go anywhere? You know, you know you got a coach that's going to put you in the best position to succeed. Uh, I got a problem with the medical staff, too. Can't nobody in either organization stay healthy. Yeah, that's something that they're going to need to address. Uh, Brandon Cooks, thank you very much for the $5 says, y'all quit confusing me with Kenny Stills. We are not the same guy. Well, you're definitely not Kenny Stills, but I- I'm just saying, you know, like it just seemed like, you know, you have a reputation of, of teams not wanting to commit to him, you know. Brian Russell, Taysom Hill, and Jamal together. Uh, again, they were at BYU together, and they killed the red zone. The Saints need to put that in a package in RPO. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that the Saints could actually utilize both of these guys, and I'm pretty sure they look forward to it. I'd rather draft our next possession wide receiver. I agree with that. BYU reunion. TJ is Baldwin and Lockett out there. Um, what, Tyler Lockett? Um, um I don't know. I don't, I don't even hear nothing about Tyler Lockett. I think Tyler Lockett's is still under contract. I, I know he was on – I think he – was a free agent last year. I could be wrong, but I, I, I'm i pretty sure I would have heard if Tyler Lockett was a free agent. Ah, y'all thought we were gone. let throw it down a little bit more. It says, uh, I was afraid of Hardy leaving when we got Shaheed, but I hope the best for him. Yeah, I, I like uh, Deontay Hardy, man. Um, the guy deserves uh, an opportunity. I just think that the, the wide receiver room got a little bit too congested. I think that the Saints kind of turned away from him because of his size. And they just felt like he always was going to be susceptible to to being hurt. And um, that's probably the reason why they decided to move on from him. But uh, there is a place for a guy like Hardy. And um, I'm pretty sure he can still make some noise. And in Buffalo, you got Josh Allen throwing you the football. So uh, we know that, you know, Josh Allen going to be able to get that ball to him. And with that speed that Hardy has, my goodness um let's see we like to live vicariously through others and when we don't have enough info we draw our own conclusions and create narratives to make us make us comfortable with the limited access we have that's that's a pretty that's a really good statement right there and that's the absolutely true. when we don't know something about somebody like we create these narratives about them and a lot of us are upset or mad or confused about a person because we created this this uh, confusion or we created this anger and it has a lot to do with the fact that we don't know these guys. Oh, we don't. I don't know him. You know, like, what? What he got to hide? I don't never see him do something. He ain't never out there. Well, I, I come. I don't never see him talking to nobody. And then all of a sudden, like, he's a diva. Oh, he's hard to deal with. Oh, you know, like, I don't know. You know, I ain't got. I don't have a problem with Michael Thomas. I don't. I don't know Michael Thomas like that, right? You know. And that's just the way that the guy is. Everybody don't have to give you access to him. And I don't think just because a person doesn't give you access to him that's not indicated that the guy you know is you know has an issue probably just his personality he just likes to play in the background uh i think uh da will go away for these six six edge rushes and start going for more quickness up front well i hope so because uh that seems to be the wave of modern nfl tj uh Who's the DeRozan of the NFL, in your opinion? Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, <laughs> let's see, who's the DeMar DeRozan? Keenan Allen. That's, that's simple, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is a guy that puts up big numbers nobody really pays that much attention to. He's extremely talented. Uh, he's an extremely gifted wide receiver, has always been a gifted wide receiver, and um, he's one that nobody really talks about. He, he's the guy that really, You know, when you start talking about some of the top wide receivers in the league, his name seems to never come up. Now he always ends up in a Pro Bowl, or you know, like he always end up like in consideration, you know, when it comes to, you know, um, among his peers. But when it comes to like actual people talking about him, it's probably Keenan Allen. Sign OBJ on a Show Me contract. Well, the way that Odell talking, he acting like he don't got to show you nothing. He already didn't showed you, but. I just think that he has a false sense of reality of where he is. Nobody is going to. Well, I won't say nobody, because uh, the way that Aaron Rodgers is talking, the Jets might give him twenty million dollars. But nobody, seriously, you know, that that wants to win is going to commit twenty million dollars to a guy who has had two ACL injuries in the last three years. Not happen. Uh, can't be aggressive in the offseason season if you're trying to win now. But then be ultra conservative. And if you don't trust your offseason acquisitions, come on, D.A., the time to be timid is done. Well, they're not being timid anymore. And I hope I hope that this is an indicator that this is going to be something that's going to be passe, That's going to be over with. Done. Right. Um, I said this on last show. You don't get to where you need to be being scared. You don't get to where you need to be being timid. You just got to lay it all on the line. And uh, the Saints seem like they're laying it all on the line from a front office standpoint. I just hope that that radiates on the field because it seemed like it, people were a little bit too scared. And to be honest with you, this, this these offseason acquisitions and what the Saints are doing, being aggressive in the offseason, to me, if it don't work out, then – you definitely got to be considering letting Dennis Allen go because they are allowing Dennis Allen to bring in the type of guys that he wants to bring in the coaches that he want, the quarterback that he want. You got a running back. I'm definitely, I'm pretty sure that's what he wanted. So you're getting all these guys to come in and if you can't produce and you can't win, it's pretty much, you got to call a spade a spade. And I just think that even the guy with the the patience of Job, like a Mickey Loomis has, has, you know, you, you got to concede and say, man, maybe we need to go in a different direction because we have exhausted ourselves and have given this guy an opportunity. So this is it to me. But well, I could be wrong, though. Hey, make your own podcast, dude. If you don't like the content, then dip. Well, I don't know exactly who, who said anything about the content. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't care. You know, at the end of the day, I think I, you know, I enjoyed doing this show. It might not be for everybody but think we do all right over here if mike t doesn't get hurt uh, we should be good at wide receiver yeah i mean but you can't just go on them, them ifs and them wishes you know what i'm saying if ifs what if well, ifs if was a fifth we all to be drunk you chunk uh you chunked him for good jerry <laughs> let's see how would you address past rushing draft or free agency um i do it in a draft and in free agency. If you can find yourself a, a decent pass rush in free agency, and if you, if I mean, I'm pretty sure you can find one in this draft, it's pretty deep, and you can add another guy, then I think you have something. But you don't go into the season talking about potential. I think you should have learned your lesson with the Davenport experience. Hunter Renfro would be good for us as a slot receiver. I agree with that. Guy's pretty good uh that's an underrated comment how about not come on here then Uh, i mean what exactly was said uh he is not a diva i'm gonna stroll down i don't know exactly I i don't know exactly what was said like anybody know exactly what was said? i'd like to know if uh i'm sure you don't care tj just some dude saying you were monotone oh okay well who cares, you know, like, if... <laughs> oh, man, hilarious. Um, Who cares? You know, <laughs> let's see. Move on. Let's see. Isn't the NFL draft uh, the end of April? Yes, it is. Uh, we don't allow no TJ Dragon here. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, look, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, But, you know, let, let, let's just, you know. I, we all know, you know, like we we're not one of these fake animated podcasting people out here like, you know, if I you know, I'm if I feel like it's necessary to do certain things, I'll do it, but sometimes you know, we just be having conversations and maybe, you know, it's just probably his first time catching the show, but you know, I don't you know, I try to entertain people the best way that I can, but you <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, sometimes you can't make everybody happy. TJ Monotone, but uh you're here listening. Look, man, all I know is look, here's the reality. I started this show in a doggone closet and recording stuff on my iPhone. Now, five well, going into six years later, we have almost 10,000 subscribers on this show. We've had over a thousand episodes. Nobody has given me absolutely nothing. But yet we basically turned that into being a part of the NFL media, getting sponsorships and keep in mind, I ain't want no podcast networks and all that kind of stuff. Any podcast network or any endorsement deal I got is because of what we did over here. So I must be doing something right. You know, I must be doing something right. So, and you know, hey uh, let's see uh what record would you give us this year tj if everyone's happy can we go 11 and 6 i can see that happening i can see us going 11 and 6 i I can believe that uh what y'all season record prediction look i'm not doing this right now i'm not doing this i ain't doing this like no 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 i'll wait till like towards the you know beginning of the season when the season start then we'll have these conversations because I mean, things can happen. You know, things could happen. You got to take into account the guys they're going to add. If I was just to be doing predictions right now, I'd just be doing it because I'm excited. People always talking ish, but like Kwame Brown say, as long as you uh, don't fool it with me, uh, y'all know the other F word uh, I want to use. Uh, look, man, I know, I know what it is, man. I know what it is. You know, it, it's the same thing that why, you know, my emails and stuff like that are flooded. It's the reason why you have individuals, every tweet that I put out there, they trying to combat that is because once again, I put, you know, myself in a position, you know, through hard work and dedication and, you know, people wish they had that work ethic or they probably started out doing something and they probably mad that it just didn't work. I don't, you know, I, I can't. You know, I hope everybody, you know, dreams come true. I hope that everybody, uh, you know, f- f- feel a level of fulfillment that I feel by doing this podcast and doing things and creating content and stuff like that. You know, but I know what it is, man. I, I know what it is. But I just, mm, I'm not concerned about that. If you get, if you concern yourself about people who have problems with you, who really don't, they don't have problems with you. They just, you know. Probably envious of of a position, but I work my ass off to be, you know, saying to get this show where it needs to be. And I'm unapologetic about that. And if you ride with the show, then cool. If you don't, oh, well, you know, there's other uh, platforms you can choose from. But I'm not going to change who I am. And I'm not going to shortchange anybody by giving them fake emotions. If I'm not feeling it on a certain day or I don't feel like it needs to be said, I don't feel like anybody needs to roll like that. Uh, tj got it out the mud we love you tj i I appreciate that uh greg uh tj your show is the truth and i love it thank you leslie thank you look man i let these are the you all are the people i concern myself with not people that come in and probably just seen a show one time or seen it for a few minutes or you know i'm not concerned about that i i I dedicate these shows and my time to people that just love Saints football like myself and, and dedicate themselves to the team and you know, and uh, have a love and a passion for it. Uh, Keen Arthur, thank you very much for the $5. said, TJ, are you in North Carolina? My company has an event there, North Carolina Central University, March 26th. Hopefully you can come. I'm not in North Carolina. I I stay in South Carolina. I stay in Myrtle Beach. But I think I might be maybe four hours away from North Carolina Central, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but on the 26th, that might be a little bit uh, tough for me because I'm pretty sure that's that's a weekend that my wife has to work. So, yeah, that means that, you know, I'm on you no know, full daddy duty at that particular time. Uh, some people are just contrarians. That's all. Well, can't concern yourself with those type of people. Um, but I like the Jamal Williams uh, pickup. I, I really do. I, I like the pickup. I think that he's going to bring a different dynamic to the New Orleans Saints offense. Uh, Derek Carr, I think he's going to, you know, know how to utilize him with his pass catching ability and all of these different things that he can actually bring to the table. Um, also, you know, I just think that by the time, you know, Alvin has to serve a suspension, if he comes back, it, it'll be a really good one 2 punch uh, right there. But I, I still feel like the New Orleans Saints may need to get themselves another running back rather it's through the draft. Or, you know, maybe elevate one of these other guys because you have to take into account that they there could be a possibility that Alvin Kamara can miss some time. Uh, Deuce Vaughn uh, not needs to be drafted also in the later rounds and will be said. Uh, they bring the Sproles type here. Yeah, I mean, look, I like Deuce Vaughn. I, I think he's pretty decent. You know, I think he's a, a, a big, you know, big time guy. I'm, I'm more of an Everett. Uh, Evan Hall guy, the running back out of Northwestern. I, I like him. He's, he's kind of a downfield runner. He kind of reminds me of like Tyler Algieri Elgier, out of uh, out there in Atlanta. You know, I think the Saints need a sledgehammer running back. Even though Jamal Williams kind of uh, possesses that sledgehammer type, uh, you know, running style. State of the Saints podcast is the only Saints uh, channel I listen to. Uh, the other ones uh, just feed food. <laughs> Look, I like I like all these, you know, these guys and being able to go to like some of these events and you know, seeing these guys and you know, talking to them, I got nothing but respect for them. You know, uh, I got nothing but respect for anybody that follows the team and, and and gives us different reports on the New Orleans Saints. I just feel like I'm I'm a little bit different, you know. Um I try to be different. I pride myself for being different. Um It's not anything like I personally like sit down and be like, man, I'm going to be different from everybody. It's just I feel like there's one thing. Look, here's the thing. You can write about the New Orleans Saints. You can talk about them. But I feel like I understand sports, and I'm from the damn city. Like, I don't care where I stay. You know, I'm in Myrtle Beach, but I'm from New Orleans. And there's a level of passion that I feel like people from the Gulf Coast area people from new Orleans you may have left new Orleans due to certain circumstances a lot of us if you're around my age you probably left new Orleans because of hurricane Katrina and the thing that ties us to the city is new Orleans right the the city itself right so I don't know man I've walked the streets of new Orleans you know I done went to the you know the you know, I done caught the bus you know like that's my city like that's embedded inside of me and it's you know I I I take that and I bring it to every particular show that I do you know, I and mean, especially when you talk about Saints football. So this is one of those moments where, you know, you're having these conversations about guys that they're adding to the team and you're excited about it. But at, at the same time, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, TJ, uh, you have the best podcast no matter what no one else is. Well, I appreciate that. Um, thank you for that. All good, TJ. I'll look at some schools in that see. Uh so TJ, do you think we should uh look at Elliott from the Cowboys? Hell no. to the no, no, no. Hell to the no. I'm good on uh Ezekiel Elliott, you know. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, I still think he has some left in the tank, but he's definitely not featured back. <laughs> he he liked Adrian Peterson mode right now, you know, when he went to the Saints. You know, that that's how I feel about. Uh, Zeke Elliott now if he goes to a team with a really good offensive line I think that he might be able to turn back the clock I got you TJ I think uh that what Shaheed put on tape last season shouldn't be ignored and shouldn't be taken uh advantage of I agree and I don't think they're going to do it but um you got to earn it now if he goes out there and he competes and he plays so well that he leaves very little doubt that okay I need to be in his rotation then give it to him, But you can't just be like, oh, well, you know, you did this last season. I know he's going to be able to replicate it." This, Like you got to earn it, man. You know how it is, man. Like I don't care how good you are. Every single year you play football, you got to go out there and you got to replicate it. Rather you start it and you, you want to uptick. Well, you got to build off that. So it, it, it's a nice sample size, but they need a larger one and you can't just go in there and just be like, oh, well, you know, he played good last season, so he's going to play good this season. He got to earn it. And I think he will, but you still got to be under the impression that, oh, you know, he did good, but he got to earn it. Uh, TJ, do you think we should fire D.A.? Um, I think that ship is sailed already. The way I feel about Dennis Allen, I, I look, Dennis Allen leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion. I have, you know, I'm only going by what I saw. Last season, there were sometimes the Saints just looked like they were just out of sorts. Because of, you know, the coaching down the stretch, some of the decisions that were made, uh, you know, that cost the team. And if he went up against some of these coaches that the NFL considers elite, he, you know, he he got our coach. But um, he's here now, you know, he's here. He's a uh, he's the head coach. Uh, it's a brand new season. Um, all that stuff about how I felt last season, I got to go ahead and just throw it out the window because it's, it's pointless. It's pointless because he's going to be here. Do I want Dennis Allen to succeed? Yes, I do, because he coaches my favorite team, right? But as of right now, do I want him to be fired? No, you know, I don't want him to be fired. Now, check back with me, you know what I'm saying? If the team is struggling, you know, mid-season or towards the end of the season, then maybe my, my tone has changed. But it's pretty obvious that he's still here, you know? So, it, I mean, complaining and talking about the dude need to be fired and all that kind of stuff at this particular point, just a waste of time, you know, he's here and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do that. Now <laughs> I know that, you know, we make these little parody videos, but th- those are all jokes, man. Those are all jokes. Like, you know, at the end of the day, but you know, I'm willing to give him opportunity. And I feel like this year you got to evaluate him even harder because last year you can be like, well, he will just plug and play right but this season these are your guys this this is the this is the coaching staff you wanted these players that are coming in these are the players that you wanted going to the draft these are the players that you drafted so you got to evaluate them a little bit differently like i can kind of understand to a certain standpoint you know what the thinking was when mickey loomis oh you know like yeah, we just kind of brought him here. We just didn't want to rock the boat. We just didn't want to change anything. We just put him in that position. But as of right now, it is a whole different ball game, man. It's a it's a whole different ball game now. And um Dennis Allen, you know, he got his is put up a shut up time. Hey TJ, uh, I think that we will see changes on the defensive line as far as the uh prototype out uh, I hear. Uh, that that was Ryan Nielsen's thing. Remember, D A drafted Khalil Mack In Oakland, and uh, Von Miller in Denver. Well, that's that's a good <laughs> hey, that's a good little lineup right there. I mean, one thing you can't say about him, man, he he, he drafts well. You know, he, he drafts well. Like Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, Lante Taylor, like these are some these are some good guys. You know, he he drafts well. Uh, I'm so glad Andy Dalton is gone. Carolina, y'all can have him. Look, I'm look, nothing was wrong with Andy Dalton as a backup. Like I would take Andy Dalton as a backup quarterback. A guy who comes in every single day, every single game to be the starter. Absolutely not. All right. But um, you know, Carolina got themselves a solid backup. TJ uh is an awesome guy. Always have a great show. Dalton, I appreciate that, man. Thank you for that. TJ, would you bring juice back on a minimum uh incentive based contract? Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. I'm sorry, man. Um, I don't know if it was the injury or not, but you know, Jarvis Landry. Mm-mm. Nah. Nah, I'm I'm good. I'm good on it. <laughs> I'm good on that. Like, I, I think he's gonna end up finding another home. Um, but I wouldn't look if If push comes to shove, I'll bring him back, but it wouldn't be my first choice. I'd be lying to you if I I said that he would be my first choice. Uh, Y'all treat my guy Carr well. Uh, He about to uh, do great things with you guys, especially with DA. He will succeed. Raider fan here. Smoke Man. thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm hoping that you're right. I'm hoping that he be able to bounce back, you know, have a a good solid season. We're hoping, you know, and um, maybe – This can be the recipe for success. I hope. No lie, I think he must make the playoffs to save his job. Oh, yeah. You got you, man, you gotta make playoffs. Based on the condition of the NFC, based on the division that you're playing in, based on the fact that as of right now, you're you're the best team in the division. Like things could change. You know, quarterbacks and all these other teams in the South may get a little bit better, but as of right now. I don't see seven teams better than the New Orleans Saints. I don't. Like you better be in somebody playoffs, or you're gonna be picking up the classifying, or you need to be picking up the classifying because, man, this is this is a, the best opportunity that you can have. Like, can you imagine? Like, think about this. Can you imagine if the Saints still had Drew Brees and Sean Payton in, in the condition of the NFC and what it is right now, the Saints probably be able to coast through the, uh, the entire conference say at least the division. So I don't know if you, well, I know you don't have that type of star power, that type of coaching, but you definitely need to be in somebody playoffs. Uh, you need to be in somebody playoffs. And I'm going to take a few more and then we're going to get up out of here, folks. Says, say what you want about DA, but he's a good recruiter. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you have to admit, you know, like we've had issues in the past. Like I even made a joke about this, right? I was like, man, the Saints just can't close the deal. You know, they, they just can't close the deal, man. Like, they get these high-profile guys in here, and they just can't close the deal. And um, I don't know, man. Maybe it's uh, DA's likability or something like that. But uh wouldn't surprise me at all if the New Orleans Saints uh, go after a guy like Jadavion Clowney to bring in for, you know, for debt purposes and maybe draft the guy. You know, I think they probably going to end up doing something like that. Wouldn't surprise me if they end up like bringing in cloudy for a one-year deal or something or you know even if they had conversations with frank clark like that wouldn't surprise me at all either i don't know if he'll be able to come in because of what he would demand but um but yeah like wouldn't surprise me if somebody like cloudy comes in or you know we hear conversation about the saints have talked to frank clark wouldn't surprise me at all uh aaron thank you very much for the 10 dollars. says a uh, 10 dollars question what exactly happened when they restructure a contract well look when they restructure a deal most of the time what they do is they take they take um some of the salary and they convert it to a signing bonus to cut down on the cost and you know and become cap compliant like for example like andrews pete was you know supposed to he had like an 18 million dollar uh you know he had 18 million dollars on the books right when you restructure the deal you know, they would basically take half of that money or a good portion of it and turn it into a signing bonus, right? So that money will actually be off the books. The money that's uh remaining is like the money that you know that, that goes towards the cap. So a lot of like when they restructure deals, what they'll do is they'll kind of spread it out a little bit, you know, they'll probably add like phantom years onto it, right? <laughs> Like your, all your money for the most part will probably be up front and probably towards the tail end. You probably getting like $200,000 or something like that. But in reality, you know, it's most of the money that you have is up there towards the front. So it's, it's all about like changing, like this, you know, basically what it is, restructuring, like revamping it, taking some of the money and and giving it to you, turning it into a signing bonus. That's why some of these guys, they don't have issues with that. Like, you know, you're going to get your money, right? Because if, you, if you're doing business like this, You know, you know for a fact that, let's just say, for example, three, four years, you know what I'm saying, you were supposed to get this a certain amount of money. There was a chance that you probably wouldn't get it because you probably would be a little bit up there in age. They probably already drafted your replacement. Right. But you convert that money into a signing bonus. That's money that belongs to you. And you get that right there. Right there. Right into your bank account. So this is, a, um, you know, they just. Move money around, turn to the signing bonus, uh, stretch it out towards the end of the contract, you know, just to become cap Uh Jameis, old coach, put him on blast. And what reason uh, they didn't have a line or a running game back then? Um, look, man, look, I'm, this Jameis conversation is just getting old, man. Like, seriously, it's just getting old. Like, you're not going to convince me that the dude is a bad quarterback you're not going to convince me that the dude don't have something off i don't care what type of stats you want to put up uh i'm not talking about you uh in particular louisiana dog i'm just saying in general like people want to bring up this dude's shortcomings to try to justify that he's not good enough you have to take that somewhere else um i I already said this and i'm going to continue to say it a lot of people's opinion about Jameis Winston is manufactured. It's not anything that they came up with on their own. It's just the fact that you got 100, 200 people saying these things, or you see it all over social media and then all of a sudden you just want to kind of fall into the crowd. You know, People aren't doing their research. People aren't saying that. like Jameis Winston is a terrible quarterback because he did this in 2019. People gonna run with it. If you don't formulate your own opinion about the dude, I have absolutely no interest and what you're saying, if you're telling me about, oh, he did this and back in 2019, I will not have a conversation with you. And if you just think that he just one of the worst quarterbacks that you ever seen, more, more than likely that's manufactured. So I, I don't care who he talks. You can talk to his old coach. You can talk to uh, the dude that they, you know, used to dip the little, you know, saying cups in the water. They that, that used to know him it, it, regardless. Like, I think the dude has something to offer. And um, I don't understand, like, why this dude just con- constantly gets scrutinized. Like, this dude is, like, the worst quarterback ever. Like, you line him up against, like, some of the starters that you have in the league, and he probably can outplay them. And it's, it's crazy that people just don't realize that. Uh, they talked, uh, let me see, they talk about the 300 pick. Uh, the 30 picks, I guess you're saying. Uh, they just parrot the media's opinion of Jameis. Yeah. You know? I just I have no problem with people having an issue with them. I just want people to formulate their own opinions and not opinions that I hear and they be verbatim. Like that's why I know what people like, you know, don't don't formulate their own opinion. Like there's there's nothing that anybody can say to me that, that that can truly say I'm a Saints fan and have an issue with Jameis as a member of the Saints. And I hear people say, well, you know, Sean Payton. John Payton, you know, developer, he, he, he uh, kept him on a straight and narrow. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let y'all know something, right? If that was the case, why didn't Garen Grayson work? Why didn't Ian Book work on a Monday night? Why didn't Trevor Simeon work? Like, why is it that you have these other quarterbacks that just did not work? And you can, like, and, and yes, you know, like, there are certain things that, Sean does that can bring the best out of a quarterback, but that quarterback still has to have something inside of them in order for them to perform at a certain level. Like the dude had what 14 touchdowns and two interceptions. So it would have to be something inside of him in order for him to come up with that stat line. But people don't want to accept that. Why don't they want to accept it? Cause once again, once again, it does not fit their narrative. It does not fit their narrative. So and uh, finally says, I still think we need another linebacker, also because Pete can't stay healthy. I agree with that, but they they got Demarco Jackson on the team, man. I'm I'm interested to see what that guy can do. He he had a really good uh, camp, you know. Unfortunately, he got hurt, but uh, he had a really good camp, man. He's really good at uh covering tight ends and running backs as well. So I I will I would be interested to see can he make a jump. You know what I mean? You could have the next emergence of a Caden Ellis on your team with DeMarco Jackson. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I apologize at the beginning of the show with all of the audio issues and, you know, the hold-ups and all that kind of stuff there. But thank you all for being here. ask that you hit the like button if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast and all of the State of the Saints podcast uh, content. Uh, if I'm monotone, not, uh, if I'm too monotone for you, I apologize. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for uh, choosing a state of saints podcast uh, you can check out previous episodes available at apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, radio anchor fm also a part of megaphone uh, shouts out to the belly up sports network uh, for having the state of saints podcast under his umbrella now uh, thank you so much for all the people that commented and donated to the show thank you so much for making the show uh, as successful as it is uh, you can interact with me on Twitter at TJAYJones8. Till next time, all I got to say is, who dat?